everybody. How the heck are you? And it's Sunday. Because I'm here, you're there. And what? It's Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all of you that two-legged kids and four-legged kids. Because we're all moms and we all owe a lot to our moms. But there are a lot of dads, too, that are single dads or whatever, too. But that's unpopular. Happy day. Mother's Day to them as well. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Where they're playing both hats. So anyway, so happy Mother's Day to all you two-legged and four-legged kids, Mom. And, you know, my daughter now has five kids. And so I just called, I had uh, texted her. He texted. You heard the word. <laughs> and um, so I texted her this morning because, you know, five kids, who knows what time she gets up. And there's a three-hour difference, you know, between Alaska. They're three hours behind us. And I always forget about that. I didn't even know she was in Alaska. I don't think you've oh. ever mentioned Alaska. Oh, you're kidding. No. Really? Yeah. No, they live in Chuganak. Chuganak. Um, it's north of uh, Anchorage, about a, an hour. Technically, it's Pine River, or I mean, Eagle River, um, is uh, her shopping place. See, they kind of sit in like uh, Pine River. Chuganak is the post office. And then Eagle River is where she basically does a lot of her shopping. I think I know some people, they flew out of they flew out of Anchorage to do some hiking around there. That's cool. Yep. So they've been up there. They've been there. They were in King Salmon for eight years. And so they've been in Chuganak for um, seven years. What do you do Wait with minute, five kids years. in Alaska? Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> they do nothing but fish, fish, and fish. Well, good. They like fishing. Yep, they just got a fisher boat. They had it because they have so many kids now. They had it, they outgrew their boat that went fishing. In. Yeah, and so they literally got a fishing boat, a retired fishing boat, and it's it's an investment because that's what they do. You know, they uh, they ice fish all winter and they fish all summer. That sounds so fun to me. You should see the fish. They have gotten every fish you can imagine up there, and there's some fish that these kids have pulled in, and the older ones that are damn near as big as. The, Darn, they're as big as them. So it was just like, wow, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, so they're put, um, the oldest one's going to be nine, Will, next week. And uh, he wants to be a professional fisherman. Oh, sweet. So Tell him like, if he pulls in an Arctic char, put it on ice and send it over. There you go. And they even believe the, the fish they've seen in the ocean, like puffer fish, uh, jellyfish. It's just unbelievable what they what, the, what those kids do. With the, you know, everything is so... Uh, clear up there, like yeah. in, the, in the wintertime. Yeah. They'll drill the holes. The kids will, kids will just lay on the ice with their head down just to wash the fish down in there. It's just like, it's unbelievable. Oh, that's so, so cool. Yeah, you know, they're huge fisher people. Huge fisher people. Well, and happy so, Mother's Day to her, taking yeah, all those kids out fishing. I know it. Well, she, and she's done, see, when, the, when she's taken three out by herself, when she had three, and then when she had Audrey, the last, because there's three, boy, three boys and two girls, so... Good ratio. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So we'll see how it goes. So anyway, so hopefully all now, one thing, heads up, um, I finally found it. I don't know, have you ever heard of uh, Jimmy Dean's uh, It's I.O.U. song? Jimmy Dean's I.O.U. song? Yeah, it's uh, Jimmy Dean. I know you probably sold yeah. her dirt. But anyway, he's got an I.O.U. And I put it, I found it, and I actually got it posted on my Facebook page, on my Katie Canine Facebook page. And anyway... Um, if you have a chance, go to mytalk1071.com, go to my show page, and then click on my um, Facebook link uh, there. And anyway, and, and listen to it. I just, I love it, where he comes across some IOUs. Yeah, he doesn't swear, does he? I can play it. Oh, no, no, nah, it doesn't. Uh, it want does. me to play it? Well, if you want to, yeah. Yeah, sure. No, that's not a soaring song. So, but, but I just, I'm so enamored. It starts out a little slow. Got it? 
Yeah, I got an ad here. So give me a sec. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The ad comes up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's it's it just you got to listen to the whole thing. You're being tears by the time you get to the end. My mom left in. Whoop, go ahead. And way down at the bottom, past the credit cards and baby pictures and so on, person and I lying awake nights listening for coughs and cries and creaking floorboards, <laughs> and me coming in too late. Boy, you had the eye of an eagle and the roar of a lion, but you always had a heart as big as a house. I owe you for services like uh, short order cook, chef, baker, for making sirloin out of hamburger and turkey out of tuna fish and big old strapping boys out of leftovers. I owe you for cleaning services. The daily scrub face and ears, all work done by hand. And for the frequent dusting of the small boy's pants to try to make sure that he led a spotless life. And for washing and ironing that no laundry could ever do. Washing and ironing. Yep. Gotta love that. That's so sweet. No, you, you gotta listen to it. So I don't know if you can put it on my, or on the, my, my, uh, page. Yeah, we'll throw it yeah. on the links okay. page. Put, we'll put it on the link page. So then you don't have to go to my Facebook page. You can just go to my talk one oh seven one um and listen to it. It's just it's called I O U. And it's it's just aw uh, it's yeah and everybody that's been mom or had a mom and can relate to it. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty good. And my mom's been gone since ninety nine. I can't man, it just seems like yeah. Well it is eons ago. So happy Mother's Day to all the mothers that are in heaven. Okay, so hopefully you got some great questions for me today. Give a holler, 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. I don't know. Have you ever seen these? Um, I don't know. It's a card. <laughs> but when you open it, the it, it turns into a bouquet of flowers. It's, it's the coolest thing. And I got some for some of my friends. Is it like a pop-up card? Yeah, it is. I guess you'd call it a pop. You know, it comes flat. And then you take it out. And then you squeeze the vase. And then all the, you have an arrangement of, flower, of, of flowers. Oh, cool. That they're cut out. They're fret cut, freshcutflowers.com, I think it is. And anyway, I was just fascinated by it. So that's what was I, I said a lot to my friends in that. But you should look at them. And how I got the idea to look further. On Facebook, I was they were showing this a box that people get, give or whatever type thing. And you open it and these butterflies fly out. And what it is is they're, car- they're cardboard butterflies and they, oh, they yeah. you twist. I've and, seen those. Yeah. I like those. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was still looking into doing that, but then I got, oh, shiny. I'm over here. Oh, shiny. I'm <laughs> over there. And so I finally, but yeah, so if you, you, you think about it, because flowers are so cool to get and so cool to give too. But they, what it is, is that they die in about a week. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you get carnations, they last forever. I give, I give orchids, and if you know how to take care of them, they don't die. Yeah, You that's get a little true. collection. So, you know, I would, uh, my one, who, who is it that does orchids? I can't remember who does it. I think it's Renee. But anyway, so, yeah, I've never had any luck. I don't have a very, very green thumb. So if it takes a little, little TLC, um, I can do it, but it takes a lot of TLC. I can't. Don't you water those orchids, like, with ice cubes or something like that? Yeah. So it's like, if it just feels dry, I throw one or two ice cubes, depending on the size of the plant. You can Google for more proper ratios, but that's really keeps them alive. And then I put them in a place that gets... About an hour or two of good sun a day, but it's not constantly oh, okay. bar- barraged by sun. Okay. okay. I, I feel like if you if you get one orchid to rebloom, 
it's really satisfying oh, wow. and you get a sense of like how to keep doing it. Oh, okay. And then if you get gifted, it's like, oh, they go into hibernation, but then you just keep tending it and it'll have a bud and it'll have like rebloom. So really? just, yeah, kind of keep doing that until it stops giving you buds or it becomes unwieldy. Oh, wow. And then what do you do? Then I get rid of it and I oh, use okay. the pot for a new one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I love orchids too. I mean, there's so many different kinds, but no, or, um, the uh, lilacs, which is my favorite smell. <laughs> I love lilacs. And so that's why they're just, just popping. So yeah, I'm, my lilacs are coming in right now. Yeah, I'm, ha- I'm a happy camper. And I got the French lilac, the ones that are really, 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 really deep purple. And they really, really smell good. <laughs> but anyway, okay, we're going to run. So if you got a question, 651-641-1071. Uh, the Colasco squid, the world's largest squid, is longer than a school bus. True or false? Right. Thank you for tuning in. The Katie K9 Show on my talk 1071.com. Got a question? Give a holler. 651 641 1071. Okay, the colossal squid, the world's largest squid, is longer than a school bus. True or false? Yeah. And also, no. And also, could be bigger. <laughs> Alrighty then. <laughs> but yes, there has been ones recorded like bigger than at least a uh, short bus. Really? Yeah. Well, they said they're uh, on the average is 43 feet. Yeah. 43 feet. That's a big animal. Well, and they catch a lot of like fishermen, like deep sea fishermen, they'll catch a lot of babies who are just on average the size of cows. Really? Yeah. And there's like been reports of like they've, the biggest ones have been the ones that washed up dead, but there have been reports of like sightings of one's even bigger it's just they're a deep dwelling and super unknown weird species that can live for like hundreds of years too really back from the prehistoric days squid are crazy things man i remember uh, a voyage to the bottom of the sea i don't know if you remember that but anyway that's old and anyway and there was a squid that literally covered the whole submarine yeah you know what i mean i do remember that yeah and it was that's one my take i don't normally watch stuff like that but anyways but i'm just like oh my so yeah, that's 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 crazy. No, those squid really exist, and you want to know something else scary about them? They have beaks like parrots, like when they eat things. So they think about them at the in the middle of all those tentacles yeah. is a giant parrot-like beak mouth Inter- that could crush a tuna in half. Wow, I didn't realize that. Yeah, no, but if they're such deep dwellers, where the, the, most of the food isn't down that deep, they have to come up, right? They they would have to come up for a little bit of hunting, but there's a lot of creatures that exist pretty deep down that they can feed on. Really? Yeah, there's like a whole unknown weird world down there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I loved. I got into a big phase of reading about deep sea creatures because it's just so bizarre. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah, there's a lot. And those are the only ones man probably can't pollute. <laughs> so uh, Yeah, I mean, they can do their best. The changing water temps is the changing water temps, and it's kind of driving that thermocline okay. lower, so they have less space. Oh, jeez. And, uh, we can affect anything we want to. We're humans. We yeah, can ruin it. Yeah, we can ruin anything. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> oh, well. Okay. Uh, who's up to bat? Well, so first up, we have Diane, who is, uh, well, moving a small circus with three cats and a dog to Florida and wants some advice. <laughs> That's a lot of move. <laughs> hey there, Diane. How you doing? Hi, I'm Cindy. Oh, Cindy. Cindy. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Hi, Cindy. Do you ever think you want to be called Diane? We can call you Diane. No, okay, anyway. No, you can call me anything. It's uh, a plate for supper. There you go. I know that one. <laughs> All right. So, Cindy, so what, what you, what's got going on here? We're moving from Minnesota to Florida. 
can't wait. Um, but we have three cats and a dog. Okay. Our and- plan so far is to, in the Jeep, put up a barrier between the driver and the back. Okay. Put down the seat so the three cats have that whole flat platform. Okay. With a litter box and water. Okay. Are you doing a... Uh- uh, a straight drive, or are you stopping along the way? We'll have to stop along the way. It's a long drive. Yep, yeah, it is. Well, some people, you've got enough people, you can switch drivers, you know, and just make it the whole thing. But anyway, okay, so so that's going to be in one vehicle then, just the cats and the person driving it? Correct. Okay, and then? Then I'm going to drive a truck. I have a pickup, and the dog will be with me. Okay, and what kind of dog? He's a uh, schnauzer mix. Oh, okay, okay. Um, the thing is, is with the, what I worry about the cats and traveling like this, is that they're going to... Now, have they spent any time in a vehicle? Not really. They are 100% house cats. Okay, so then now when are you leaving? What's the timeline? Next week from tomorrow. Ooh. Okay. Um, I worry about that, do, doing what you... Because in case... The cats are going to be frantic, especially if they've never, you know, been in, you know, a moving thing before. Okay, what I worry about is that somehow they escape that and you're in there, gone, okay? I would acclimate them to a kennel is what I would do during the ride because they'll feel, cats feel safer. You don't want them to somehow escape and, boy, they can when they're frantic and get up and under your pedals or whatever type thing. I would acclimate them to kennel. Start feeding them in kennels right now. Okay, whether you want the soft-sided or whether you want the, um, you know, the the plastic type, okay? Because you want a denning. You might might, might even going to be putting a towel over them so that the, the motions of everything going around won't upset them, all right? But what I would start doing, though, is that, you, you, you know, feed them in the kennels, close the door here and there, da-da-da, and then start picking the kennel up and walking and then putting the kennel down and then um, put them... Put, Put them in the car, go down to the end of the driveway, come back up again. But you've got a lot to do in such a short time for such a long drive. Because if you just throw them in the back of the Jeep, I would be very worried. And that, that's the first time they've ever been in a moving vehicle. And so that's why you want to acclimate them, even just short rides, so they get, it's not so panicky. They felt it before. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh my God, where are we? What are we doing? And so, like I say, and if somebody opens the, the Jeep, you know, in the back, and there's a, all of a sudden, there goes a cat. So that's why they're contained in kennels, you know, in the back. Because um, now, you're, if you're going to be also stopping at hotels, correct? Yeah. Okay. Because then you're going to have to have them in a, um, you know, in, in in a containment, you know, type thing. And so, and you want to be able to lift it. Otherwise, you don't want to put all three together. Do all three get along pretty good? Yeah, they do. Okay. Okay. Because, and that's what I kind of wanted them just to be able to hang together and comfort each other. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, that that cats don't comfort each other. <laughs> what, what book have you been reading? <laughs> no, you're thinking human wise is what you're thinking. I'm thinking practical how the cat's going to think. I've never been anything moving. I've never been outside. In, I've never been contained. I've never, you know what I mean? There's a lot of nevers here that can really space them out and and panic. And I, I always like to prepare for the worst, and so that I I'm all set <laughs> instead of saying oh. Be, they'll be fine. They'll be together. And I mean, and nah. So, um, no, I would start acclimating them to kennels. Like I say, whether you want to use the soft-sided. Because uh, the main thing is, is that, like I say, you're going to want to probably cover them so that, you know, they're kind of like in a den. So they can't see. Uh, you know, not totally whether you want them to breathe. You know what I mean? Like the front of the kennel, you don't, you know, they can see out of. But uh, uh, but that's what I would do is I'd start acclimating them to the, to the kennels. Because what, what are you going to do? 
there again, let's say you're going to go take the cats out. You're at the, you're at the, um, you know, the hotel and you go to oh, take one out. Okay. And it panics. And so it goes. And now the, uh, the other one gets loose. And you know what I mean? There's so much going on here. So that's why I would just know that when I open the, the door and I take, I'll take a two kennels at a time and hope somebody else can take the third one. <laughs> I, the cats are in their kennels and two, they get to the room and they'll be fine as far as pottying and stuff like that. Don't worry about that. Okay. They, you know, cats don't go potty that often during the day anyway. And just don't, and only feed them half the rations, you know, uh, of the, in the morning of the trip. Just feed them, not, not even half. Just give them enough to take the edge off until you, when you, when you stop, you know, for the night. Then feed them the regular dinner, all right? And then, or a little bit more. If they eat it, they might be so stressed they may not eat. But anyway, so I had to have a plan B well, for... I don't, I don't have to worry about a litter box in there. No. Be- no well, you're going to have to worry about a litter box when you stop at the hotel. You better bring something. <laughs> so, yeah, but not in the vehicle moving. They're not, that vehicle moving, they're sure and they are not gonna go potty <laughs> are you kidding they're gonna be too traumatized too traumatized what about like uh dramamine i would not drug the cats um that, that can cause a whole bunch of other things i wouldn't even go down that road that's why i just okay. do my due diligence right now is getting them acclimated to think something that you wanted T- truth be told it should have been started a couple months ago and so that uh-huh. then they, by the time you got this, but the, even if by doing some now is going to lessen the traumatize if you start tonight, uh, you know, start, you know, acclimating or get you know, to a kennel and, and such like that. Because if you put, try to put all three in one, that's heavy to, you know, to carry. Right. And so uh-huh. you, and you want to be able to get it from the car to the hotel room. All right. And so the thing yep. is, yeah. And so, you, you, you know, if you, you know, that's a lot of cats. <laughs> that's why if you got a big enough kennel for all of them, that wouldn't work. Because like I say, you want to be able to, from the car to the hotel room, they're in a kennel in case they get spooked by something and they, you know, they, they take off, you know, out of your arms. You think you got a good hold on them uh, and boy, there's nothing worse than a cat scared. Do they have the claws? Um, They all have two have all their claws. The other one has the back claws. Okay. Okay. Yep. So that's what I mean is they get scared. They're going to dig in and just nature, you're going to let go and there goes the cat. Cause like I say, sure. you, you know, this, this is traumatizing to them. So they're not going to be the loving cats that you have at home that you think is are easy going. And if something, if they got loose, you'd be able to get them back. No, you won't. Like I say, you got to prepare for the worst. And so that's why individual kennels is what I would go. Get them used to that. Then put them, get them used to being the kennel being picked up and put down. Okay. And then, uh, uh, uh then the kennels in the car. And then, like I say, drive around the block, come back, kennel out of the car, kennel into the house, let the cat out. Okay, and just you just got to keep doing that. If you can do it a couple times a day between now and then, that'd be great. The more would be better. But I know you put the big move like that. You're going to, you know, there's so much other things that you have to take care of. Maybe there's maybe a friend or somebody can help you be in charge of the cats, acclimating them to the house. I mean, to the car and where you can you know, be be moving the house, you know, packing things and stuff like that. Okay. Yep. Does that help you? That's, yeah, that's very good advice. I appreciate that. Okay. Okay. I thought it was just comfort each other and lay in the no, corner. No, that the- they're not going to be doing that. They no, they, okay. that's not the way the animals feed. They're they're in for themselves. They're independent. Okay. So dog. Okay. Why don't you hold on? We got to run to break. So why don't you hold on? Okay. Okay. Don't don't hang up. A blue whale's heart is about the size of a house. True or false? The pulley down bar, the elevator dippy ride. The ropey tricep thingy. These are names given to workout equipment by people who kind of know what they're doing. 
But at the YMCA, every member gets a free 60-minute assessment from a certified personal trainer. They'll teach you the actual name of the swingy weights with handles or the mom and labor leg squeezer thing. Get yourself ready for summer at ymcanorth.org. Alrighty then. Abu Whale's heart is about the size of a house. True or false? False? Correct. It's the size of a car. <laughs> yeah, like, a house just would not make sense. But blue whales are pretty, pretty, pretty big. They're massive. I mean, even the car, like, that's that's no slouchy heart. It's pumping all gallons and gallons of blood. I know, it does craziness. But a uh, house is just a little bit too well, big. Well, it depends. You know, there's small houses, the ramblers. I did see a video you, recently of a house floating in the middle of the ocean. Huh? Like, it was a pre-built house or something that fell off a shipping container. Get and out. it was like a whole house just floating in the ocean interesting very bizarre looking yeah i would say i would say haunting if you will haunting there you go okay we gotta go back to cindy cindy Mm -hmm. she's moving from minnesota to florida okay uh but another thing too a caller reminded me too and uh rescue remedy and you get the pet rescue remedy okay and you're gonna give like a drop to each cat you know, like uh, like uh, when you first start in the middle, or not in the middle, but like, or then when you but when you get to the hotel, you can give them just a drop, a piece. And you want to get the pet remedy, remedy because uh, the humans one has alcohol in it, and the only time you use the hel- uh, the human one is if you put it in water. Okay. Okay. Because that def- dis- you know distracts dispatches the, the the alcohol in it. But anyway, and so um, now, what about the dog? Um, she'll be in the pickup. There'll be two people in the pickup, and he'll have the whole back seat. Yep. My only issue is about every fifth time he goes for a ride, he vomits. <sighs> so I was just going to feed him at night, not in the morning. Yeah, I feed him a very light dinner, okay? Very light dinner. Also, to start putting a pinch of ground ginger, just ground ginger that you do, that you, you know, you uh, cook with uh, on his food, okay? Or mix it with a little bit of pumpkin or yogurt or something like that. Because ginger settles the stomach, all right? And so what's going to happen is that I would start doing that ASAP and then there start taking him for short rides, you know, like around the block and back home again. So and so he's not going to be ed, as traumatized or agonized over the long trip, okay? Mm-hmm. And then, um, obviously, I'd put some stuff in the back seat so in case he does, Ralph, that it's easier to clean up. But uh, And then what you can do, uh, if you go to Trader Joe's, they have what's called a tripper triple ginger ginger snap say that three times fast anyway and before you're ready to go you just uh, give them like a a ginger snap and that will help settle the stomach but you're going because usually i tell people to put the pinch of ginger on their food for two weeks every day and then taper off okay but now you're leaving in two weeks so you're going to be doing that and then like i said then if you want to get the triple ginger ginger snaps and have them with, so you can give that to the dog to help settle the stomach. But if he can go on more short trips right now, you know, that kind of acclimate him to the car, and don't coddle him. Don't go, oh, there, there, Fido, it's going to be okay, we're going to get through. No, be the you're be the, the leader, like, hey, we're going on a ride, we're going on a ride. You want to be happy. Don't recoil, because the dog is worried, nervous, upset, and you want to naturally coddle him, and then that feeds in to make it even worse. Okay. Now he loves to go for rides. It's just the vomiting I don't like. No, yeah, <laughs> but for some reason he gets himself all worked up, and so that's why, like I say, start um, start putting a pinch of ginger on on you know mix it either with canned pumpkin, yogurt, whatever type thing, 
or his food, and then just see how you can get it into him. And then, that, like I say, the triple ginger ginger snaps. Right, and then oh, obviously right. with that, that size of dog, you can like I said, we don't fill the tanks before you leave. It depends on how many miles you're going to go a day. Do you have any uh, thought on that? Are you going seven hundred miles a day, or do you know? Well, I was thinking of it in hours, like twelve hours. Okay, that's all. I- Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, like I said, the big thing is, is that overthink the safety of the cats. Also to make sure they've got like collars on. So in case they do get away from you. Okay. Like with your phone number, that's all they need to know is a phone number. Same with your dog. You know, prepare that in case they would get loose for some reason that if somebody finds it, there's a number to call. Okay. And then, and then uh, with the dog, I would make sure that he can't slip out of his collar in case he gets scared by something, that he can't back out of it. You can get a martingale collar, all right? And if mm-hmm. you get a nylon one, you can kind of just write your name in it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, take a Sharpie and just write the the, uh, the, phone, you know, the phone number on the collar itself because then you want to make sure that he can't back out of something. You never know what's around oh, the corner. I lost you. Okay. Oh, are you there? Thanks for the advice. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Oh, well. <laughs> Oh, well, whoopsie-daisy. Yeah, that was a bit on our end. Interesting. Huh. Okay. But I'll also just throw it out there if she's still listening on the radio. Dogs, just like humans, they'll get really hot if they feel nauseous yep. or about to puke. So if your dog randomly, like, sits up and starts panting, even though he was, like, totally Let's fine see. a minute before, yep. pull over. Oh, yeah, pull over. That would be the smart thing to do. And like I said, I can't specify enough to have a martingale collar so and fitted right. So if he backs up somehow... He can't get out of it. Mm. There's a lot of dogs that, that slip out of harnesses when they get panicked. And you don't know, you know, for some I reason. I watched Stanley almost do it a couple of weeks ago. Oh, did you? Yeah. They can if they get spooked enough or whatever or, or get whatever. So I just worry about three cats that, like I say, it, I hope she has time to acclimate them to the kennels because it's going to be a lot easier portaging in them and stuff like that. And, you know, if she wants to, as far as she can have the kennels facing each other, you know, like a little circle, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so they don't have to be touching each other to support each other, but they don't support. They're independent is what it, what it is. Okay. Hey, got a question? Give a holler. 651-641-1071. Um, remember, now everybody's out doing their lawn stuff. Uh, mulch. Do not, if you have a dog or even cat, don't get the cocoa mulch. Cocoa mulch has cocoa in it. That's why it smells like chocolate. And some dogs are, you know, drawn to that smell. That's a thing? Yes, it is. Interesting. I just mulched and I'm I'm like, I hope it's not. It didn't smell like chocolate when I was mulching my yard. (laughs) Yeah, but no, no, no. Yeah, but you could buy, you know, green mulch. Chocolate mul- looking mulch, you know, you can buy those different. But the, the, the brown mulch is cocoa mulch and does have cocoa in it. So if your dog <laughs> is an eater, you know, pick pick up and grab stuff. You don't want him eating that cho- cocoa mulch, okay? And there's there. I went to one yard. I swear to God, it smell <laughs> smell like a chocolate bar. They had, <laughs> they had the cocoa mulch all over the place, and there I'm like, things. no, I know it's lovely, but right at first time, I hope you don't have a dog because the dog's gonna dig into it, and get into it, and. Now you're going to have a very, very sick dog. And then also remember, let's rethink the chemicals. Now, I don't know about you. I'm a no-mo-may person, but then my husband went and cut half the lawn, and I said, don't cut it 
I'm normal. And he just looks at me like I'm nuts. But anyway, um, uh, so I got my fair, I call it my poppy field. My lawn is very, very, very yellow with lots and lots of, of dandelions. But that's okay. I'm, and boy, there's a lot of bees that were on there. I was sitting, letting Jake eat my horse, let him eat some lawn. And, and uh, uh, I'm like, oh, look at all these bees. They're all busy. So it's just sit down, just watch to see what comes in. It's really a good cool. time of season for that. Yeah, it really is. So anyway, but so really rethink the chemicals on your lawn. You can use corn gluten meal. That's, but if you're going to put seed down of any kind, whether it's flower seed or grass seed, you can't use corn cornmeal because cornmeal neutralizes or sterilizes that seed so it doesn't regrow. But otherwise, if you're not planting new seed or anything like that, throw cornmeal out there, and that will take care of some weeds, you know, like your whatever you call it, uh, dandelions when they go to seed. Uh, but what it is, great nutrient for your for your lawn also. But also, so some dogs might eat it too, so you got to, <laughs> what can you say? And, uh, but yeah, so rethink your, what to, how you're going to do your lawn this year and try to, like those of you that have socialization, or so, not social, social, okay, they belong to a, you live in a place, there's lots of houses, association, there we go. Oh yeah, okay. homeowners association. Yeah, there we go. And what they do is they, you know, they hire you know, people to do that. So why don't you hire somebody that is doing things natural and to get rid of those stupid chemicals because your pets need to, and remember 70% of dogs that, that live on chemical treated lawns, there's a 70% chance, I should say, 70% chance of your dog getting some sort of lymphoma if you use chemicals on your lawn. Also too, if your dog eats grass a lot, you don't want your dog eating grass where you don't know what's on that grass, like at the park or whatever type of thing. So you got to be diligent here, okay? So anyway, okay, who's up to bat? Well, so next up we have Sue, uh, who's working on transitioning from potty pads to going outside. Okay. Hi, Sue. How you doing? Good. Good, good. What kind of pupper do you got? Uh, a mutt. Okay, what does it closely resemble? Um, They're guessing between a chihuahua and a poodle, but... Nobody can nail it down. He's just really, he's just such scruffy looking. Okay, well, and you love him dearly. I do. And how many pounds? Uh, Probably about 25. 25 pounds. Okay, so what's what's the question? He was raised on going on a potty pad. Okay. And I, so that's what I've always done. But now that he's bigger, he walks to the end of the potty pad. (laughs) He goes... But the last couple squirts get on the carpet. You bet. Yeah. And yeah, that's a big dog oh, for using, like, oh, using potty geez. pads inside. Yeah. Okay. What I would do if you, um, well, do you live in a high rise or anything? Is it a problem to go no, outside? It's a single family home. Okay. So it's not, you don't have to take an elevator or anything? No, no. Okay. So what you do is start bringing a piddle pad outside with you. Okay. And then tell him what you want. Go potty. Go potty. Then when he goes potty, good potty. And, and a couple of days later, then um, uh, makes that piddle pad smaller. Go potty. Oh, okay. Go potty. Then a couple of days later after that, you know, if the owl is going well, then make it smaller. And so you're just going to keep downsizing the piddle pad. So then that eventually he's going on grass. Okay. Because some of them don't, that texture uh, when they go potty underneath their pads, that's why they like to go on carpets and rugs because it's like yeah. being on a, a, a padded toilet seat. Okay. Oh, okay. And so that's why just, just take your time downsizing the, you know, the, the piddle pad. Right. Okay. And now as far as in the house, so you cannot have any more piddle pads in the house. You can't because you, then you're giving him a license to go potty inside and out. You know, you want him to learn that potty goes totally outside. So now, okay. now what you're going to do is you're going to retrain him. You're starting from the beginning. You just got the dog. 
Okay, so what you're going to do is the first week, he's tied to you, okay, or in his kennel. Do you use a kennel? I don't. He has free run of the house. Okay, well, you're going to have to figure out some place that you can contain him. Um, okay. Because you, when you're busy and you can't have him contained to you or tied to you, then he has to go in his kennel or his pelly pen area that if he has an accident in there, is there and not on your rug. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Then this, and then you teach him what you stand. And when you take him out on a fifteen foot leash, and you t- stand still and tell him go potty, go potty, or get busy, get busy. And when he goes, you're gonna go good potty, very nice, good be busy. Don't say good 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 boy or good girl. That gets them, they breaks their focus on what they're trying. You're trying to teach them. And so the first week they're tied to you, or in their carry kennel, or in their pen. Okay. The second week you're gonna let them drag the leash, and then but they have to stay in the same room as you. And if everything's been going well, then the four, the third week, third week, then you uh, let them uh, drag. They're dragging the leash still, but they can go anywhere in the house. And if that works, then the fourth week you can take the leash off. Okay. Okay. But you got to reteach him what is called, where it goes, and he doesn't have access in the house. And where the piddle pad was before, you might want to clean it up with anti icky poo, because that yeah. will you know, that will neutralize the urine smell. That remind him that he's not supposed to go there. Okay. okay. Yeah. Now, is it true I heard if you have make a 50-50 solution of white vinegar and water and saturate the area for 20 minutes and then shampoo it up that that eliminates the urine smell? They they won't go back to that same area again? Well, well can you hold on? we got to take a break. Okay, sure. so hold on and we'll address that when we get back, okay? Okay, well, he, humans have explored more than 90% of the world's ocean. True or false? Hey, we're back. Thanks for sharing your Saturday afternoon with me. I appreciate it. Katie K9 on mytalk1071.com. Humans have explored more than 90% of the world's oceans. True or false? False. It is. Yeah. I was, very, sh- I was very shocked. But you know what it is? Ten percent has only been explored. Ten percent. That's that's unbelievable. That's what I tell you. You got to like study about the deep sea. It's crazy. And I mean, we have some like kind of sonar and depth scans. Mm -hmm. But I mean, our our like actual understanding of what's going on as an ecosystem. Wow. That deep down is just that's phenomenal. It's only ten percent. We know more about our uh, universe and like our solar system than we do about our ocean. Yeah. Wow. That's unbelievable. Ah, crazy. Okay, let's go back to Sue. Sue, are you there? I'm there. Oh, yeah. there you are. Okay. And so now what you're doing is you're reteaching the dog, you know, potty training. Now, as far as your half vinegar, half water, there is no guarantees. Yes, that does work, but that anti-icky poo works a lot better just for the fact that it's a natural component that changes the en- the enzymes of urine. So that okay. and then so you spray it on there and then it'll let it sit. I usually let it sit for a day, let it dry, and then vacuum it up. But if it's carpet, what you got to remember is that sometimes it goes through the the top and into the pad below. Okay, oh, and so even yeah. though you clean the top, you didn't get underneath it. And dogs can smell almost a hundred thousand times better than we can. Okay, and so um, the, uh, what you can do is you can take a syringe needle and then push it. You know, uh, put your you know solution, whatever you choose to use, and push it into the pad so it doesn't. Because oh. sometimes what happens is that then you it gets caught between the pad and the floor because you got the floor, the pad, and the carpet. Correct. And so yeah. you want to be able to get the carpet, the pad, and 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 underneath the pad too. So you can inject it with um, with a needle of whatever solution, whether it's the uh, vinegar and water or whether it's the anti-icky pool. 
Okay. Okay, and this anti-icky poo, can I get that at, like, Petco? Uh, no. Uh, you could try uh, Chuck and Don's or Atlas Pet Supply or Pet okay. Evolution, I know, or you can try online. But anti-icky poo is the best out there. There's a lot of other, you know, you know, urine dewetters. But, no, anti-icky poo is the best out there. And it is more expensive, but there's a reason, because it works. Right. It's good. Okay. Yep. And so yeah, want, so yeah. You, yeah, so you can try that. But the big thing now is just reiterate, re potty train the dog and say just stick to your guns. You know, at first the dog's gonna look at you like, What are we doing here? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that's why you gotta have him on a leash with you for at least the first week so you know what he's up to and what he's doing. And then when you take him out to go potty, you know, stand still, go potty, go potty, or get busy, get busy. Then when he does go, you call me, go good potty or good busy. And so then don't touch him. Maximum time outside is two minutes. If he doesn't get his stuff done, you come back in, you wait a minute or two, take him back out, try it again. He's only out there to go potty and come right back in. Don't go potty and then go play or go for a walk. No, potty out and then back in. Because you want him to understand that he's just out there so he can concentrate on his business. All right? Because you you don't want a Minnesota dog to become a putzer where they got to smell everything before they finally go. You want them to get out there, get it done, and come back, and then you decide what you're going to do. Okay? Okay. Okay, but it, it can work. You just got to take your time. Don't go too fast, and it should all come together for you, okay? All right. Okay. Thank you, Katie. You betcha. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank Happy you. Mother's Thanks. Day. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. There you go. There you go. Okay, yeah. Did you see my arms? Yeah. I don't know if you can see that very... beat up. You can see that, and then see this? This one. This was just yesterday. Did you get hit by a car? No, it's called an Anatolian... Anatolian... Shepherd that's five months old that I am working with right now. Oh, the shepherds, they get so nippy. And so, yeah, no, this is, these are all claws. Really? Whereas they, it, I mean, just comes up and bam, and it's like, oh, thank you very much. But anyway, smart dog, but I'll tell you, folks, this gives you a big reminder. Folks, understand the breed that you are getting. All right. And grant you, there's low ends and high ends to every breed. Okay. Like, um, like a Danitonian Shepherd is a cousin they're, to they're the Malinois. Massive, like herding dog. Yeah. They're, they? yeah. Well, they're, they're a cousin to the Malinois. They're very intelligent, yeah. very guardy, too. I mean, very like, what was that? What was that? What was that? You know, but anyway, and this dog has got so much energy. And it's like, I don't understand. And the person that bought this dog that I'm helping out with because they went on vacation for two weeks is that um, their personalities are totally different. You know, she is very laid back, very busy. And this dog is like, and bring it on! (laughs) And so I don't know what she's going to do when she gets it back. Because she only had it for a month before she had to go. So then I, like I say, her husband said, they, you know, she has five other dogs. And so she does. (sighs) And so it's just kind of like, okay, I'll help you out. We'll see if, but I would need it out if this ain't working. You know, then your husband's getting the dog back. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick it out. Made it a week as of yesterday or tomorrow will be a week. Come tenfold. Didn't even know her name because she only had her for four, uh, for a month. Yeah, how old? You know, before she left, she's five. The dog's five months old now. Oh yeah, so and, and big, it, but puppy. Yep, total puppy. Puppy wash braid. She really makes you laugh at times though, because she's just so so smart. But on the other hand, so exhausting because shiny, <laughs> shiny, 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 shiny. It's just like ding, 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 ding. It's like a pinball machine. <laughs> but anyway, so hopefully, you know, she's got some manners. And she's working on them. We'll see how it goes. Okay, where are we at? Who's up? Well, so we have Kitty who is working on uh, getting her dog to ask to go outside to go to the bathroom. Okay. 
Hi, Katie. How you doing? I'm well, thank you. Okay. for taking my call. My little baby is five months old, too. Ah, well, you puppy mush brain. <laughs> exactly. And she is a she's a toy poodle, so oh, okay. she weighs less than six pounds right now. Okay, okay. Um, but but she um, she doesn't give me any cues. So I'm extremely well-trained. I take her out every two and a half to three hours. Okay. But I'd really love it if she would give us some kind of a cue. I tried to do some bell training. I didn't want to, but... I tried to do some bell training. She literally is not even remotely interested. Oh, you bet. You bet. So. And the thing is, though, is that, I'm sorry, but no, it's not the dog's job to tell you when they have to go potty. It's you as an owner that knows what their time is, how long, how big their uh. takes. And the problem is, though, is me, people take out, no, the five months old, they take them out too often so the dog doesn't learn bladder control. Okay, and so uh, what you want to do is that every two hours. The most time that they have to go potty is first thing when they wake up in the morning, you should get a piddle and a doo-doo. Right when they wake up from a nap, they got to take it, be taken out. Ten minutes or so after okay. they get done eating or drinking, and right after they get done playing, then those are times you take them out to go potty. Take them out there, oh. teach them what it is. Go potty, go potty, or get busy. And just like the the uh, owner that I talked to just before you, is that just re-potty, teach them what potty is called and where it goes, okay? Okay. You take out on a 15 foot line stand still go potty go potty okay when she goes good potty very nice good but stay very calm very monotone because you want her to focus on what potty is called and where it's supposed to go all right okay okay two minutes Uh out and when she does go potty i do tell her potty yes we have a mark word i've been doing puppy training mark word yes okay that's good but stay calm stay calm don't go yes because then she's gonna get excited (laughs) and then she's gonna start running around and she's not out there for that right now she's out there to go go you know um like I say, go potty. So that's why you want it in very mundane voice. Go potty, go potty, or get busy, get busy. And then when she does go, then good potty. That was very nice. Good potty. Just stay very mundane so she can focus on the word, why she's there, and what it means. Wait, can you okay. hold on? Okay. Yeah, can you hold on? we yeah. got to run to break. So then we'll catch you on the other side, okay? So don't hang up. Okay. Okay? Very nice. Okay. What do you call an elephant that won't take a bath? What do you call an elephant that won't take a bath? We'll be back.